We're in September and the new theme is love out loud. Don't you love that? I love that. <laughs> love out loud and wow, honestly, brothers and sisters, I must make a confession right here, right now to y'all. I cheated. I got Larry's attention. <laughs> I cheated, that's my talk title. <laughs> you know how it is, you're going along, you're living life, you're just doing what you do all the time, getting what you get, right? Living same old, same old. And then, you know, something gets your attention, something attractive, some sexy new thing. Maybe you haven't considered before. Too attractive to resist. It could change your life. Oh, my, my, my. Too irresistible to deny. And there I was, living my small life, confined by my small thoughts and my limiting beliefs. And then it found me. Affirmations. I was intrigued. I was fascinated. Oh, I went for it. That's right, I cheated on my fears. I cheated on my fears. You know, you know the seductive allure too, don't you? Of affirmations, change your thinking, change your life, right? And who doesn't want that? And then after a short while, well, you know, one's not enough. <laughs> My, my, my. I went for multiple affirmations. Experimented with affirmative prayer. Soon I was meditating more than once a day. I've been watching way too much Outlander. <laughs> anyway, so I tasted freedom from fear, and I wanted more. Don't you? You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Okay. And that's how it goes, doesn't it? One affirmation at a time. And then there's something else, and then there's something else, right? Ernest Holmes said we're like beakers of muddy water. One affirmation at a time, one clear drop of, of liquid at a time. And then what happens? Over time, that muddy beaker becomes clear. Those affirmations, then they start to flow through us. Those change of conditions, they start occurring around us. After a while, we begin to clear. We begin to clear one drop of clear water at a time. And we begin to see clearly. We, we begin to affirm the greater vision for our lives, and we begin to believe it, right? You know how it is in the beginning? You're like testing, trying, not sure, right? But we begin to believe it. We begin to believe a greater truth for our lives is possible. And what happens? right? A greater experience of our lives begins to come into focus. We begin to see clearer, and then a greater vision of our lives begins to come into focus, you know, like a microscope, <clears throat> excuse me, or a telescope, or even a kaleidoscope, you know, how it, it changes, it comes into to view better and better. That's what affirmations do. We change our thinking, and our lives do begin to change. One affirmation after another. And that happens when we begin to cheat on our fear. Ernest Holmes said this. He said, fear is the great enemy of humanity. But fear is a mental 
attitude and as such can be converted into something else. <sighs> That's the good news, isn't it? For fear is the reverse mental attitude to faith and is a result of the lack of faith. Fear brings limitation and lack in its wake and destroys the happiness and the possibility of a greater degree of livingness to those who suffer from it. So that's why we have to, that's why we have to cheat on our fear. Cheat on it. Go to those affirmations. Go to that affirmative prayer. So yeah, I cheated on my fear, and that was the best thing I ever did. And it didn't stop there. After cheating on fear, I broke up with my doubts. <laughs> you know that critical voice that lives in your head? Anybody have one? I'm not the only one, right? I mean, that critical voice that lives in your head could be a parent, could be, one, could be a parent even long dead. Might be a relative, could be a grandparent, could be a teacher, could be a, a supposed good friend that's only trying to get you to see reason right? That's only trying to get you to be realistic. It could simply be the voice of the world, right? Human race consciousness. It could just be human race consciousness streaming through us with the consciousness of lack and limitation and suffering and loss that, that flows through the world, right? And we pick it up like little, little you know, radio receivers. We pick it up because we are matching the freedom and the, the I mean, the, the frequency and the vibration of loss and lack and limitation, you know, uh, those lower, lower frequencies, which is like four hertz, by the way. Think about that. Depression, you know, all of those lower frequencies where we are uh, a match for them when we are in that uh, level of thinking, when we're in doubt. Doubt causes us to hesitate to do things. Have you found that to be true? When you're in doubt, you're like, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I, I don't know, is it gonna come out okay? You know, you wind up doing nothing. Doubt, doubt causes us to hesitate to take action. We wind up procrastinating. I used to be the president of that club, anybody? <laughs> no, because you know why? Because you never got around to signing up, I know. <laughs> okay, but we procrastinate, that's doubt. That's doubt speaking, right? Whatever way it enters our consciousness, whether that critical voice is apparent or just human race consciousness streaming through us, it is a false belief. It's a false belief that you can't do it or you're too old or you don't have the education or blah, blah, blah. You know what it is and it talks in your head all the time and it is not the truth of us. We have to break up with those doubts. You don't need to see them anymore. You don't even have to take their call, right? Don't even, don't let it go to voicemail. Don't even. Right? Don't pick it up. When we are in doubt, we don't go outside of our comfort zone. Right? So it keeps us nice and safe, but it keeps us small. It keeps us from doing what we want to do and living our true life, the life that spirit has in, uh, in mind for us, right? That greater life. But like the meditation quote, the meditation quote, um, huh, I can't even remember what, you know, that meditation, that one, right? Um, everything you want is on the other side of your fear. Everything you want is on the other side of your fear. So you have to break up with doubt. And when doubt enters your mind, tell it to hush, right? You're in charge. Tell it to sit down and shut up, <laughs> right? 
we have to raise our vibrational frequencies, right? So when we're in doubt, remember I said like four hertz, you know, it's like down there. We have to do things. We have to do things. Our spiritual practice is one of those things that we must do to raise those vibrations. Don't you feel better after you meditate? Yes, of course you do. Don't you feel better after you chant, after you sing, after you do those kinds of things? Absolutely. You feel better because they raise your vibrational frequency. You know, the OM chant, I love that. Do you ever do that? Just put that music on and just do the OM chant? In, in Hinduism, it's known as uh, prana, let me say this right, pranava mantra, the source of all mantras. Chanting OM, which by the way is 432 hertz just a bit higher, right? <sighs> when you do that, don't you feel much better? You feel connected, you feel lighter, you feel more in tune with the universe because that is the tune the universe hums, right? You feel other things that raise our vibration, right? Connecting with the earth, take your shoes off and, and, and walk on the earth, connect with the earth energy. Movement, body movement, just move your body, bend, stretch, relax, dance if you're feeling up to it. Right? These things raise your, your vibrational uh, frequency. Dancing and, and practicing gratitude. Anybody? Gratitude journal? We'll be, get, we'll be giving those out soon, right? I think we do in the beginning of November. We give out the, the gratitude journal. Journal all of the things you love about your life. That raises it, your vibrational level also. Swim in the ocean. Ooh, it's too cold out here. <laughs> It was like 61 degrees, I heard, the water temperature last week. Oh, no, no, no. But anyway, if you want to, swim in the ocean. Salt water is great for us, right? If you can, take, take an Epsom salt bath. Same thing. I don't care. Warm water, it's much better. <laughs> um, hot showers, yum, right? Negative ions, don't you love them? They just make you sing. It's lovely. All of those things just raise our vibrational frequency. Sit by the fire. You know how we used to love to sit by a fire pit? It's another element, right? Earth, air, fire, water. We, we connect with those things. So you sit by the fire. If you don't have a fire pit, if you don't have a backyard for a fire pit, or we're very conscious about fire here in California, so we like to, you know, then, then turn off your electric lights and, and light candles and sit by candles. All of these things raise our vibrational frequency. They raise it up, we feel much better. We feel better about ourselves. We feel interconnectedness of all life. When those, when those vibrational frequencies raise, we're no longer a match to depression or doubt. We're a match to love. We're a match to unity, uh, joy, peace, right? Which uh, the love vibration is actually 528 hertz. So there you go, that's even a little higher. You can see how doing these things just raise our, our, our frequencies. And that's how you break up with doubt, right? You remember who you are, right? By doing those practices, we remember who we are. Ernest Holmes, in The Power of an Idea, said, no matter how many thoughts of doubt enter our minds, let us brush them aside. If we do this, we shall soon discover that through, that through the spirit, we shall meet every doubt that enters our mind with a greater faith. We shall meet every confusion with a greater, deeper sense of calmness. We'll need to take the time to do this every day, to start and end our day with a sense of peace and well-being. 
And that's why our spiritual practice is then, isn't it? It's in the morning, as soon as we get up, we do our spiritual practice. I do mine with a cup of coffee, but that's okay. You know, it's like whatever you wanna do, you can go to the bathroom first. It's a lot easier to meditate for a half hour if you've done that already. But first thing in the morning, and then before you go to bed, wrap up, bookend your day in peace and, and, and calm and love and joy. And it changes, it just changes us right down to the cellular level. And so then what happens? We cheated on fear, we broke up with doubt, and then, you know, we meet that new special faith. We get engaged to faith. And Ernest Holmes said this, he said, it is a mental attitude that no longer doubts. That's how he describes faith, a mental attitude, a mental attitude that no longer doubts where no contradiction can exist in your mind. So it's basically getting committed, right? And what we have to do is we have to remember this, faith is an effect, right? You know the big, the teaching symbol again, we're gonna think about seed, soil, plant, right? Faith is an effect, it's not cause. So therefore, it can be developed. It is a mental attitude, just like fear, just like doubt. It's, it, it occurs in the mental realm, so it can be changed. It can be developed. We can develop our faith by practice and by test. Ernest Holmes, when he was talking to the graduating practitioners, right, what did he say to them? He said, you've done all the, all the book work, right? You've read all the books, you've wrote, written the paper. Take all the books and throw them out the window. Prove the principles. That's what he said, prove the principles, and that's what we do. That's how we grow faith. We prove the principles by using them, by meditating, which is listening, by praying, which is actively directing the law. We raise our vibrational level through gratitude, through reading, through community, by doing service, by giving, by staying focused on the positive ignoring the voice of the world, right? You know the voice of the world, you know the, the well, I used to call it the water cooler uh, talk, except when we went through COVID, nobody was in the office anymore, you know? Then they had to do it online, <laughs> the Zoom talk. But you know what I'm talking about, that, that uh, water cooler, oh, ain't it awful, and now is no, not a good time to change jobs, and there's a recession coming, and there's blah, blah, blah. It's always bad news. It's never good news around the water cooler, right? That's the voice of the world telling us to stay small, stay safe, don't try anything new, don't grow. But if you're not growing, you're rotting. <laughs> That's all there is to it. If you're not growing, you're rotting. So, so you need to be on the growth side. We need to remain positive. We need to ignore the voice of the world. It might be true for some people, but it doesn't have to be true for you. It doesn't have to be true for us. We can be the exception to that rule. Don't change jobs, it's not a good time, and blah, 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 and all that limited, all that limited talk is the voice of the world just streaming through. Just let it keep going, you know? When it goes into your head, let it just move right back on out. Because the things that grow faith are the positive things. In the Science of Mind text, Ernest said, in order to have faith, we must have conviction that all is well, conviction that all is well. In order to keep faith, we must allow nothing to enter thought which will weaken this conviction. Faith is built up on belief, acceptance, and trust. 
Whenever anything enters our thought which destroys in any degree one of those attitudes, to that extent our faith is weakened. So it's up to us to be those guardians at the gate, yes? It is up to us to realize what's coming into our head when it comes in and just boot it the hell out, you know? I mean, we have to just eliminate those words of doubt, those old voices that could be, you know, an old relative or a limiting thought that could be floating through human race consciousness. We must get rid of them. So now we've cheated on fear. This is, this is quite the thing. <laughs> we broke up with doubt. We got engaged to faith, and now it's time. It is time to marry our dreams. And just like getting married, it, it, it doesn't just happen, right? You don't just show up at the altar one day and everything's done. You have to make plans. You have to organize. You have to do preparatory work. Think of all the things that had to be prepared to have a wedding happen. Right? You have to reserve a hall. You got to get a caterer. You got to cake taste. Anybody? I love the cake tasting part. That's amazing. Got to, you know, hire music, for goodness sakes. We have to hire music. We have to, oh my God, pick, you know, groomsmen and bridesmaids. And we have to get a maid of honor and a, and a whatever, a matron of honor or best man or something. There's a whole bunch of things you have to do, right? You have to have a plan. But first, before you even do all that stuff, you have to be committed. Don't you? You have to be committed in order to even get to the altar. You have to make that commitment to that person. That means no fear, no doubt, right? This is the one. No fear, no doubt. You have to build on faith, start making those plans, and you have to know your goal. You have to know your goal. You know, a, a wedding is one day, a marriage is, well, forever. Well, sort of forever, you know I mean? Five to seven years if you live in California, I don't know. <laughs> but but it, it's supposed to be forever, right? Hmm. So you have to do the work. You build your faith. You, you define your dream. You keep it in mind. You have that goal, right? You ask help from people who are successful in your field, whatever that is, whatever the new dream is in your mind. You talk to people who are successfully doing it. I don't, someone, I can't remember who it is, I'm sorry, I can't remember the author, but someone said, you don't ever take criticism for someone, from someone you wouldn't go to for advice. And it's true. So you want to know from people who are successful in whatever it is you want to do. What are they doing? What do they do? Ask for help in realizing your dream. Bring people in on it, people who can support you, right? People who support you, not, the, not those friends that tell you why it's a bad idea. Bring the people in that support your dreams, that, uh, that are successful in doing what it is you're thinking of doing. You don't have to reinvent the wheel, right? There are people out there who are really successful at the thing that's your dream. Picasso said this, I love it. Picasso said, good artists copy. Great artists steal, <laughs> right? So it's, you don't have to invent the wheel. You have to gain knowledge in whatever it is. Set a deadline. Get things done. Don't abandon your dream if the deadline passes without accomplishment, because that's the killer of so many dreams. The deadline passes and you give up. Oh, well, that's done. Can't do it, right? 
don't give up if the deadline passes. Sometimes what we need is rest. Sometimes we need to rest, not quit. So keep it up. And always remember, spirit accompanies us every step of the way. We are surrounded by a power and presence that says, yes. God makes a way out of no way. We know this. The universe is forever saying yes to us. So when we say, I think I can do this, the universe says yes. And when we say, oh, this is too much for me, I can't do it, the universe says yes. So we have to eliminate doubt. We have to eliminate fear. We have to engage our faith and then marry those dreams. Get committed to them. Nothing else gets your attention but that. When we commit, when we marry our dreams, things happen. Ernest Holmes said the best way to arrive at a high consciousness is to have great faith in the willingness and the ability of life to do all for us, by working through us. Then, through the door of our own thought, we enter into universal consciousness, into a complete realization of life and truth, of love and beauty. And as we sit in the silence of our own souls and listen, it will be the greatest thing we will ever do. In the completeness, we are lost, and yet we are found. This is what is meant by a person must lose his life in order to find it. We are lost to the human and found in the divine. This whole talk evolved from a quote that I had discovered somewhere in my reading. Um, it was attributed to Eddie Rios. He's a, a, a coach. It was also attributed to Beyonce, and it was also attributed to the rapper Young Thug, so I don't really know who said it. It was also attributed to Unknown. He writes an awful lot of stuff. <laughs> the quote is, I cheated. I cheated on my fear. I broke up with my doubts. I got engaged to my faith, and now I'm marrying my dreams. I am holding hands with my destiny. I invite you to do the same. I invite you to cheat on your fear. It's okay. <laughs> I invite you to break up with your doubt, to become engaged to your faith and marry your dreams. And you too will hold hands with your destiny. Thank you. Thank you for listening. At Vision, a center for spiritual living, we transform lives through practical spirituality. Please donate to Vision by visiting our website, visioncsl.org, or text to 619-505-3359.